Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 424. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me here at the beautiful, luxurious, <laughs> incredible Casa de Cold Coffee. Luxurious. It's luxurious. It's something about the weather today, I think. I'm uh, that finally. Must be it. That must be it. I mean, this luxurious. All, I mean, the Casa de Cold Coffee, always the palatial I, grounds yeah, I, of the I Casa did, de Cold Coffee. The crew, the crew uh, sweeped the floor up. That one's good. Staffed it well. The, uh, the, the, the refrigerator was well stocked when I went over there. The beverage director has really stepped up his game. So, I mean, really, the whole place is great, but it's something even nicer when it's like. 75 degrees yes. outside, light little breeze, partly cloudy. This is the weather I was waiting for all April long. It took it took us to May to get there, but it, we'll probably get it for like two days and it'll be 115 degrees, well, but we got it. That's what I felt like. It was kind of scary because we had it for like a week or two, and then we immediately got that week where it was like crazy hot, and I was like, oh, that was it, huh? That was it. That was it, <laughs> huh? Well, yeah, here we are in the summer. And then it kind of got its shit together, and here it gave us the good stuff. But, yeah, the, this weather is just fantastic. I mean, it's been a little bit windy, so my allergies has been a little bit crazy, but I'll yeah. take I'll take the temperature any day of the week. It's gonna work out nice. It's a it's a busy week for me personally speaking. I've oh. got uh, as soon as we get done recording here, I'm gonna head off to the airport and pick up my mom from the airport. She's actually flying in because yes. uh, Friday is my son's birthday, and we're having a, a, a you know birthday party at the house, and my mom wanted to be there. So uh, and then of course Sunday is Mother's Day, so you can't yeah. ever forget that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. So a lot lot going on. <laughs> a lot. I did sit in the car. I'm such an idiot. So my mom hits me up, and she's like, uh, my stepdad's uh, mom is, I forget how old she's turning. She's like, can you do me a favor? Will you send her a birthday card? So I ended up getting a birthday card, and I knew Mother's Day was coming up. So I'll just get another card. And I saw this card, and I'm going to peel back the curtain. Okay. Did okay. I drive to a store? No. Did I go online to Amazon and said, hey, let's see, let's see what cards we can order. So right now I have a box of birthday cards in there. You ordered cards online? You can order cards. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. That's probably the one thing I still go to the store to order so like, cards. But like for birthday cards, I'm like, eh, who cares? So they right. gave a pack of like sort of generic. So it's great, like especially like okay. if, if your wife has like tons of his kids, friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was like maybe three or four of the same one. There were like four different styles or whatever. So then I was like, okay, well, if I'm ordering that card, let me just look at Mother's Day. Let me look at mom cards. I pull up this one. has a great sentiment. I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. I was like, oh, that's great. Let me order that one as well. And I get them both here. I'm signing the card. I'm like, yes, I got this one for Miss Jenny. Let me put that in the mail. Let me send it. I was like, oh, for my mom. I was like reading it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is beautiful. This is going to get mom going. <laughs> and then I start to go to write my little thing and see right at the very bottom, it's like, happy birthday. I was like, oh, Fuck, I got a birthday card for her too. <laughs> so me just being to me, I just scratched it out. And, said, and I just started and said, I'm an idiot, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I told her, I was like, I got you a card, but you're going to see that I'm an idiot. And she's like, did you get me a birthday card? I said, yes, I did. <laughs> and she's like, well, it's the thought that counts. It I is said, really well, the I'm thought that counts, right? You said it had a nice cinnamon well, on it. The cinnamon and was, it was rock solid. I'm like, it didn't. I mean, I guess I could see. It's all same thing with the Mother's Day card. You're just buttering up your mom. Of course. And you butter it up on the Mother's Day or on a birthday card. But it was like great. It was just, oh, you've been here for this and you've listened and you've Aww. been my, my strong shoulder. To blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I get the end. I was like, happy. Oh, fuck. How did That's I do hilarious. that? So, uh, so just scratch it out and put just, Mother's Day? Just literally. It's just so put a lot shout. <laughs> it's just scratched straight through a big X through it. And I was like, your son's an idiot. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, the card. But, yeah, you can get everything literally on Amazon. That's probably the one thing I still go to the store for is cards. Well, you probably should. You probably (laughs) should. So you make sure you don't – 
because they have it sectioned they have off sections, just for that, right? <laughs> just for that reason. So you don't be like me and buy this wonderful mom card that is actually a birthday card. That's too funny. But too uh, funny. yeah, whatever. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, what a weekend. I'm I'm actually excited. Hopefully, I get to see, maybe I'll get to see your mom. Maybe at some point. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe we can if I'm trying to together see something. There. Are you guys doing anything themed for? Because I know you like to do the. Like the, well, the we kind of stepped. I mean, not that. themed, but just the little parties, like the extravagant. My wife or, definitely loves to do like themes for decorations and stuff yeah. like that. I think this year we kind of toned it down a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, we got this big. My, my my kids had it like three years in a row now, but he loves it. It's this huge like video game truck. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. We're getting the, the game the, truck. He, again. We're getting the gaming truck again, and you know, getting some food and having some yeah. friends over, and you know, where our where our, uh, where our house is, we kind of live in a cul-de-sac basically so it's cool like not only can we have our house as you know I'll just kind of explain it right but there's a there's it's like i said it's just like a cul-de-sac basically but there's no passing me so we can use yeah. that whole area in front of us like, yeah. we end up using it like our property so we get to have like a big like outdoor party and yeah. it he's makes parties that, feel a little that nice solo kid spoiled life oh ridiculous <laughs> my kid is so spoiled it's ridiculously spoiled and uh what's so funny is like He's got to think like every kid has birthdays like that. And it's like, no, it's no, not like that. Not like not that. Not when there's like three or four kids that they ain't all getting game trucks. Shout out to all the parents, man. Even just like the sports and stuff like that. When oh, you have like yeah. multiple kids, you got to take them to multiple places. And yeah, oh yeah. my goodness, man. I can I, only imagine. I can't imagine what that's like. So anyway, yeah. In fact, my kid's not even in town right now. My kid is, uh, my wife has been losing it. Uh, it's his first kind of like trip away from us basically it was a little school trip out to big bear to this institute where they take them outdoors and hiking and show them stuff and they do some science experiments and they do all this stuff but uh they left at 6 a.m on monday morning and they get home this afternoon and we're actually gonna uh he doesn't actually know that my mom is coming in so his his grammy is gonna surprise him whatever but my my, my wife has been an absolute mess the last 48 hours uh, is it, if any parent can uh, think yeah. to those days of the first time your kid is going <laughs> away, like literally as the bus was pulling off, she was like tearing Just up and y'all, man. And then that made me cry because she's crying. And I'm like, oh, stop it. You nah, know that's I mean? funny. But, I did see some pics and, and you did look a little red around the eyes a little bit. Definitely. Were they uh, they going to uh, catch up to old Tito Ortiz? Is he still out there? Right there? <laughs> I think he's up in Big Bear. Did, uh, did Ferguson train out there for one? Ferguson fun, trained one out there. Yeah, there? yeah. It's kind of talking about uh, Big Bear. It's a great place but to go funny, train. it's funny. I hear Big Bear, Big Bear, and I immediately just think Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz, yeah. I don't know, is he even out around that area? No, anymore? I think he moved out to Florida now. Is that where he's at? Oh, that, that makes <laughs> makes plenty of sense. <laughs> That makes plenty sense. He's like, let me get the hell out of Big Bear. Oh, too, well, he would, he would just go train up in Big Bear. I don't think he actually lived ah, there. I think gotcha. he lived in SoCal for a long time and then would, would go train in Big Bear. Go Same get up in elevation. He just wanted to get out of Cali. He's like, I got to get out of here. Yes, I think he's, he's like, a, What he's, state makes sense? I think he's a Florida guy now, if I recall properly, <laughs> which, yes, you're right. It does make perfect sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, so busy week for me uh, personally. Obviously, uh, we'll talk about the UFC that's coming up this weekend. Uh, neither you or I made the trip out to Charlotte. We're so weird. hanging back. Yeah. yeah, the MMA road show, and nobody's on the road. Nobody's on the road, but I got Junkies plenty. Of not even on the road. We I, have absolutely nobody. Nobody there. out there at Charlotte. That's no. interesting. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, there are some cool fights on this card, yep. and, and we'll get there, but. Overall, I mean, like, if this is just one of those cards. I mean, right after a really cool 288 that we're going to talk about. It just always feels like a letdown. Everything. I mean, it's so hard to follow a big card. It is. It really, really is. Well, I got my share of travel last week, so I'm okay staying home this week. We did uh, Denver. Got to see my first one championship weigh-in, and I just wanted to share with everybody uh, that it weirded me out being three feet away from everybody's pee. 
way more well, than I thought it was. He just dips it. I can't not like look at. I'm just watching him just so casually, like like he's basting, like <laughs> he's just sticking the shit in there and just casually just wipes it off. And I'm just like, that's it. That's you just I, a quick little wipe off. Look, and you're gonna stick it into somebody else's pee. I had seen their their weigh-ins uh, on streams because they stream all of them now, right? Because yeah. and, and shout out to them. Look, I know a lot of people like to talk about one. This is my first time really spending a week around like their operations and seeing them, like. Yeah. Man, they have the best intentions in mind. Like they are all doing this for the right reasons. They got this family feel there. They're proud of their product. They're trying to do things the right way. And in fact, one of the reasons they started streaming was because people were complaining that there was a lack of transparency yeah. in their weighing process. And they're yeah. like, you know what? We'll just set up a stream and we'll we'll show it to you, right? We'll set the P table we'll right the- square in front. So, it's so interesting. They come out, and then the, the fighters just have to stare and watch them stick something into their pee. Well, and that's what's – so I had seen this process happen on a stream. Like, you know, but you're watching a video stream. I'm like, okay, cool. I applaud them for the transparency. Yeah. So I'm there for it this past week in Denver, and I just, you know, grab my seat, and I go in there, and I got Did my gear and everything. Did you close in the front? Well, yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a massive conference room. It was like yeah. a meeting room or whatever. But, yeah. you know, they had their in-stage set up, and they had their own camera gear and their production people and all that. And so there was yeah. – you know, I just kind of grabbed a seat. But, yeah, I was – I was eh, three or four feet away or whatever. Close enough, you could smell the pee. Not, <laughs> I mean, I felt like I could. It just it, it felt a little more weird than I thought. It was. Shout out to Demetrius Johnson who got the joke as yeah, well. Like that, that. I mean, I took, he he said he's like that's from my distillery. You know, like, <laughs> like I put that and I sent that tweet out and I was like, I wonder if people realize that was his actual quote. Like he literally did just kind of like that's from my distillery there yeah. as they were sampling it. But it weirded me out a little bit, being a, more than I thought it would. Of, of seeing everybody's urine samples in there. Yeah. Uh, and I know, that, you know, we're all adults and it's not supposed to be weird and it's just, you know. The other thing that weirded me out, though, is how quickly you become like a urine expert when, like, they come in and, and you're like, that's far too yellow. Like, there's no yeah. way that's going <laughs> to There was some there was some that were quite, quite yellow. Yeah. I had to actually look online to see what the, the, the range was because they call some numbers and I couldn't quite hear my – and I'd say – Wait, did he say that was out of range? Did he say that didn't qualify? Because right. you hear some that were like point two, and then some that were much higher than that. But they they could go all the way up to like one point something, I think, right. one point zero something or whatever. But I was just like, what is this range? You know, tell me. I remember looking at the clock. They had that countdown clock. Yep. And I swear at one point it had a, a number over two hours. It did. So how long is it's the two hours. window? It, it was when, when they just had it set up before they started. I don't yeah. know why, if it was just next or whatever, but it was actually set up at three hours. Yeah. Um, but right before the window started, he changed it to two. So if you saw uh, if you okay. saw it set up, it did say three hours. But no, it's two hours. They start the clock. The clock stays there right in front of yeah. anybody. And then once it's over, it's over. And everybody, yeah. people okay, come in. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is a long time. To just yeah, no, it's just two hours. Watching so they, people just watching just. Pee. People, it's it's weird. It's weird, but I but I applaud it. I you know what yeah. man? You know, like I said, our good friend Alex Davis, man, he loves the system. Like he is one of the biggest proponents of the system. Yeah. He believes in it, and and you know Alex's motivations, man. He, he just wants to see a good sport. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. dude is one of the most straightforward, honest dudes, and he believes this is the the way to do it. And you know, as people have tried to shoot holes in it, but I just applaud them for trying something new. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at least they're trying and. So to watch it firsthand, like I said, being around those guys this week, it was actually really cool to see the team that they have and and kind of like I said, they 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 all feel like they're a family working together and and uh, their motivation is is sound and yeah, um, they keep was, you up to date too. Like that dude was like when he'd say the thing and he'd say you know so and so fighters are still waiting to go, so and so has to come back and retest blah blah blah. So I always felt like I was 
up to date on like what needed to still sort of happen. Um, so I, I applaud him on that as well. Um, the only thing I don't get is that is the, is, and this is one that did stand out to me is like, if somebody comes in and they're overweight and they're also dehydrated, right? Like they're, they're outside of the allowable range. Yeah. Why are they given a second time? Like the whole thing is we're trying to stop weight cutting. Right. Well, what are they doing? You know what I mean? So that, that part's a little bit weird to me. And I'm not saying it should, like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, okay, the goal is we're going to stop weight cutting. But somebody comes in and they're heavy and they're also over in dehydration. Like, what are we letting them go do? Like, how can you lose weight and add water? Like, I, it's, it's, there's just no way. I mean, yeah. unless, not to get too weird, but unless I guess there's a, uh, a solid waste uh, removal opportunity. <laughs> I mean, you know, something along yeah. those lines. So that was the part that struck me as weird is like, how do you rationalize that? Now, again, I'm not saying, again, I applaud them for trying something, but it just made, it stood out to me as like, well, what do you think they're doing in the meantime? You know? Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, every time I kept seeing, I kept, all I kept seeing in my head was like, couldn't they have like disposable tips for the <laughs> thing or something? I was like, Oh boy, it's just quickly wiping Shout off. Shout out to that, and then dude. he's sticking it back in, and I was just like, but he was just so casually, as like, like if I was just testing the the temperature of my soup in front of me, he's just casually sticking it, in, and he just wipes it off, and then well, no it, motion, nothing none at on all. His face. No, he, he just, just holds it up. That dude is, you know, says it, whatever. He'll show you the number on the thing, and then he'll just dip it into another cup of pee. Yeah, that dude is that dude is a stud. It did make me wonder too. And I, pee for three hours, I did, two hours, just solid. Motion, just smelling just, different dudes' peas. Just go show me your pee. Uh, yeah. It did make me wonder too. I didn't pay but attention. He's probably getting paid bank to do it. And he's like, bro, I don't care. I Bring don't me all the even pee. Care. Eat all the asparagus you want. It's all good. Like I'm, I'm good. So it's funny because I had this discussion. This was the random discussion. I'm sure we probably talked about it or whatever. I know when you have asparagus, you could always smell your own. Of course. Do you smell the asparagus and the dudes next to you? I'm sure. So if somebody did asparagus, he's probably like that dude right there is like, <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, I know what he had today. Like, was that sautéed or grilled? <laughs> or- <laughs> so ridiculous. He knows the nuances. Uh, oh, this- grilled, yeah, grilled, grilled. <laughs> Maybe even a hint of garlic on it. I think. I think was- oh, that's so ridiculous. But it did. But I'll tell you the one thing that stood out to me, and I didn't pay attention to what they did afterwards, and I should have. I think I was like busy filing and wasn't looking. Uh, is do they just leave all that pee like in there? Like, is there somebody coming to clean that conference room later? Like, is there just some regular hotel staff employee that's like, which would be crazy? The hell is this? Because yeah, I mean, they have to get rid of it, right? They have they to have dispose to of it. Properly dispose of that. It shit. must be right because that's like a biohazard, yeah, right? They have for to. sure. All right, I'm gonna give but them I mean, credit. They yeah, I mean, that's, I certainly didn't see it, but you would hope, you would hope that they're just not like. Hey, how's clean cleaning? The uh, next time I interview Shatri, I'll be like, "Hey, Shatri, uh, important question here. What do you do with all that urine? <laughs> like, how do you it's it? a party. <laughs> oh, he's, what if the old boy's like, he just he, he volunteers. He's like, I'll remove it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Bro, I'll handle it. No idea. I got it. I got it, bro. I've been I've been sticking this fucking thing in it for the last two hours. I'll, I'll just take it with me. Like, everybody's like, where does he dispose it? No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> They said they saw him over at the Machida camp shortly after. Ah, <laughs> uh, so ridiculous. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that was that was fun to, to see. It weirded me out more than I thought it would. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I did have this picture of, like, a hotel employee just walking in there, and there's, like, a bucket full like, of pee. What like, is what all is these little <laughs> plastic containers? Uh, but shout out to them. The event was great. Uh, it seemed like a big success. Yeah, there were uh, some great fights. Some fun fights. Yeah. You know, the ma- main event maybe wasn't as exciting as I wished it would have been, but the rest of the card was, was all, solid. But there was always that moment where, you know, you're, like, you felt like something could happen. 
Adriana's so much know. bigger than Demetrius. Oh, my. It's huge. It's crazy. It's huge. But, I mean, that's what's so cool about what DJ is able to do. You know, in fact, the, uh, Junkie sent, you know, sort of celebrate the whole 30, 30th uh, year of the UFC. We're putting together our 30th, 30 top UFC right, fighters right. or whatever. And it's just, you know, DJ, I, I know for me, I put him, I forget where I had him at, maybe number four. Wow. Number five, something like that. But he was, I still have him in high I respect regards. That, I though. still have him way up there. He's got to be in the GOAT conversation, right? Yeah, like you, I mean, like, I, mean I, I know everybody leans different ways. But to right. me, if you're having a GOAT conversation, John Jones has to be in it. Anderson yeah. Silva, to me, has to be in it. And I know there's that thing of, like, he hung on a little bit too long. So what do yeah. those losses do? But he has to be in there. GSP obviously GSP. has to be in there. And I think Demetrius has to be yeah. in there. Like, if you're having a, a GOAT discussion, I feel like those names have to be in there. Yeah. and and But, I mean, just – that's just – just watching what he did was just another case of how just impressive that dude is. He gave up so much size. But just his intelligence, his technique, everything that he's able to do – it just looked night and day different. Like the first fight was almost like a fluke how it sort of happened. The second fight, he was very dominating, um, got his finish, but it was still a lot of back back and forth sort of action. It was still like you felt like Adriana could have something. There was always going to be something. This one, I still felt like there was that chance, but just DJ was just so on. It was just mm -hmm. such a perfectly fought fight. And I can see where somebody, somebody might be like, oh, man, it was very one-sided or it just wasn't that exciting. That's just because DJ made it look so good that every time there was a moment of something sort of happened, he just negated his, yep. his head movement. I mean, I just, thought... just got – he got uh, – you could tell towards the end he was getting frustrated because he just – he tried to hit DJ. DJ wasn't there for it. You yep. know, he tried to throw a knee. DJ, he was he moved out of the way. It was just fantastic. That's know? what I felt. It's just uh, Marias just struggled to get anything going, get anything yeah. doing. You know, so. But I mean, that was still fun to watch. I yeah. mean, I, I think if anybody appreciates high level martial arts, when somebody's able to take another guy that is so dangerous, that is legit championship level fighter, and make him look like they're having a bad day, even though it was just. Because you're just that good. Just that it good. was just fantastic. I mean, I thought DJ it was just great performance, amazing, and that would have been perfect and fine for him to kind of leave at that moment. But I thought it was interesting there at that moment, at the very end too. You know, and people are like, you know, is that going to be it? And you could see in his head, he's like, damn, I'm still really good at this. You know, he's looking over at his family, and it wasn't like his family was stressed out. His boys were having a good time. Yeah, looking at it, you know, his wife looked very proud and happy, and just seeing she was taking it all in. I don't think they're ready to walk away from all that either. I got that feeling. So I actually talked to him yesterday, and he said that uh, he hasn't started having the conversations yeah. yet. He said like he got home, and it was you know right back to the family grind, and like yeah. his kid was out of school, and so there was you know he hasn't really had a chance to sit down and decompress and talk with his wife yet. So he's like the conversations haven't even started. And I did ask him if there was like a, a date that you know he wants to put on. He's like not really because honestly I usually probably only fight about twice a year anyway. Yeah. One yeah. doesn't have everything lined up for me, so you know in the fall they'll have some lined up. So probably you know in the next couple months I need to make a decision. But he's not putting a, a time frame on it. But you could tell he even said he's like even if I don't compete in MMA anymore, he's like I'll find a way to keep competing. He's like. I'm, yeah. I'm, I still have that drive, but he has other financial opportunities outside of competing that are that are there for him. But I want to see him keep competing, man. I do. Yeah. He's still performing at such a high level. I'd love to see him keep fighting. Boy, I, I forget the gentleman's name that they brought in to face off with him at the end. That dude was huge. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Karad Akhmatov is yeah, like I'll, 30 and 2. It's ridiculous. I was is, like, don't take that fight. <laughs> don't take that fight. They're literally trying to bring somebody in just to kill the legend. You uh, know? Just like, don't. 
Don't take that fight. Yeah. Don't take that fight. We'll see what they end up doing. I'd, I'd like to see him keep me. But anyway, big big debut show for uh, one championship on US Soil. If you didn't see it, you can still catch the replay on Amazon Prime Video. It was I thought it was a fun show, man. It was a lot of good finishes, yeah. a lot of exciting moments. And the, the product, big, I mean, the product. It's it's a quality product. Quality I thought the product. broadcast net, or like I had no hiccups on my shit. Like no, every time, smooth. every time I still hear people complain about ESPN always having some sort of issue happening. Even some of the other guys from Junkie on the two eighty eight, they're the ESPN Plus and ESPN crashed on. Can't them. buy it. You know, like the Prime Video, man. It was, it was this, and this is not an advertising. No, but it was solid. It's just smooth. Yeah. And, I, and I love the fact that, like, when you go in there and their shows are live, like it is the first thing you see. Yeah. Like you don't even have you to look li- for it. All you do is just well, like sometimes I just I, I what I have to do on my Roku is I have to go to live TV. Okay, so I'll go to the live ones because sometimes it'll default to like movies, interesting and stuff like that. So I me. use Apple TV, and when I pull up Apple TV, like it's the first thing. You it's see. the first thing that pops yeah, up. Yeah, I have to go into the live section at least. When maybe when I was looking for it in advance, yeah. But I think maybe after it gets going, and maybe it pops up a little bit more on the screen. But initially, if I'm going in the app, I just know in my head if I'm wanting to see something live, I have to go to the live section. Yeah. If not, it wants to default to all my. Anime but it, then it's right there. Shit. All your anime. <laughs> right That's there. what you're watching most of in there. Maybe yeah. the manga. The only, oh my God. The only thing I Netflix, really watch on there. It's ridiculous. Just anime. Yeah, that and now Korean dramas. Like, cause I've watched a couple, so now it's like. Everything is funny. My buddy was in town. I was like, "Do you get all this like thing?" She's like, "No, I don't." And I was like, "Okay, then it's obviously just me." Netflix is catering, and he thinks all I want is Korean rom com. That's hilarious. I know during the pandemic, and like anime. I watched, I watched a couple of like murder mysteries or whatever, yeah. you know, because like we just, I mean. We had nothing to do for a yeah. while, right? And then one day, like, I logged into Netflix. It was nothing but, like, murderers and stuff. I was like, I need to stop watching this stuff because my Netflix is awfully dark right now. Yeah, my algorithm is completely <laughs> messed up right now. They, they, they literally, they're like, this guy has fully embraced his Asian side. <laughs> like, <laughs> Korean rom-coms, dude. Like, so what are you watching, dude? They are so ridiculous. Uh, but the other thing I like about about the, the the Amazon streaming is that, like, when those one events are on, when you log in, it gives you the option. Do you want to watch live or do you want to watch from the beginning? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Because yeah. even with, like, Fight Pass, if you tune in live and you want to watch from the beginning, you have to, like, try to scroll yeah. back or whatever. It's kind of a pain in the like ass. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So um, I like the, the thing you can do. Well. So you're right, man. They, yeah. they got a quality product and, you know, Chatri said during the during the uh, week that they're working on expanding the partnership. So I hope that means more That's dates. Awesome. Hope it means more U.S. dates because um, I love. I saw a lot of people criticizing the grappling stuff of it. I know I'm a bit of more of a maybe a grappling fan than most, but I yeah. I like the fact that it's in there. I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, this is dumb. Get rid of the grappling." Um, I like it, but I think it's a good. Product. I mean, it's tough. I mean, when there's so many products out there that everybody wants to complain and just expect the same thing, it's good that there's some some, some variety. Some variety. Yep. There's some variety. Uh, I did not see USC 288. Well, I did see it live. I saw it. I did not see the prelims live because I went out uh, to uh, Nova Scotia for the first time and uh, called Fight League Atlantic with my buddy Chris Kalatis out there. We had a good show. I gotta get that shit on some. Broadband, like I know, I want to see. Yeah, it's something. I was like, where can I see this? I was like, that's right, I can't see it. It's pay per view only right now, but that's what they're working on right now. Some some more distribution and some things yeah. like that. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to see because there's some quality products, man. It's, it's a bunch of these young Canadian guys that didn't have anywhere to compete for a while because they shut down during the pandemic. So like. You had guys that were just training, you know, because there was nowhere for them to fight, and yeah. and were getting ready. And so now they're at a real high level at amateur and pro, and and they're and they're scrapping. I think especially, again, it's my first time I really started going out there to the East Coast, but you know, it's, it's 
it's remote out there. It's yeah. you know they're doing hard labor as they're growing up and stuff, and it's cold as shit half the year yeah. or more than half the year. You know what I mean? Like they're just some tough dudes up yeah. there that are going and throwing down. So That's awesome. yeah, it was it was a good time. But came back and watched you as a 288. Uh, obviously broke it all down and gave my thoughts on the half episode over at Patreon.com/slash/DMA Roadshow. But I haven't seen you because I didn't get to see you last week. So I'm just curious. You know, I wanted to get your thoughts on the main event because. Uh, you know, night of, I, I thought it was a pretty clear Aljamain Sterling victory. Um, there were some very, very close rounds. I, mean, I thought yeah. it was very, very close rounds. Um, but, uh, you know, seeing a lot of people that feel like maybe, you know, it, it was a decision that went the wrong way and it should have gone Cejudo's way. I didn't feel that way on watching it, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts. If if that's yeah. if, if you felt it was a, a Sterling win or you thought Cejudo got robbed or what were your I thoughts? Thought was, I thought it was a Sterling win. Yeah, like, I did honestly, too. Honestly, at the end of the night um, and even like the, the days following when so many people were like, oh, I gave Henry – this, this, this. I was like, I mean, I thought Henry was present. I thought it oh, was absolutely. good in those rounds. But I thought clearly, in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is Aljo all day. I mean, yeah. maybe not like four rounds. I gave him at least three rounds. Um, right. But I was like, okay, yeah, Aljo did it. Even if I went in 4-4 four, four, uh, or two rounds and two rounds going in the last round, I thought Aljo did enough even in the last one. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm right. good. Um, but I, I think even if I had to, like, score the fight you know, based upon, like, the whole overall fight, I felt like Aljo did more. You know, yeah. I mean, Henry, while he was trying to, you know, maybe come forward and do some other stuff, he just wasn't doing anything, yep. you know. Um, I thought, and, I thought Henry, and I thought Henry did look competitive. Like, I definitely want to see Henry compete yeah. again. Like, I love the fact that it sounds like he's already changed his tune. You know, that night he was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to do this. And I thought he might walk away because if he's not getting an immediate title shot, why would he do it? But it sounds yeah. like maybe he's sense. willing to fight Marab and – um, yeah. Which would you know make make a ton of sense because that's the number one contender that's fight. The number one contender. Um, which I love, but it, I, I, mean, I, that's, I like Henry, and that's part of Marab's problem right now. I mean, he's stuck in limbo. So like, if you're not going to fight Aljo, the very best possible fight for him to take outside of like fighting Sean O'Malley for that jacket is fighting Henry Cejudo. You what know, a move. Um, I thought that was so hilarious was too. And in fairness, like. Sean handed him the jacket. Yeah, he like, he didn't mean he to. Wasn't he, wasn't paying, paying yeah, he wasn't paying attention. So it's not like he stole yeah. it for some. Because if he stole it, for, like, if Marab, like, ripped it out of somebody's yeah. hands and put it on, maybe, like, Bobby, bro, that's kind of. Who did you think you were handing it off to? I know. You walked into a cage security by thief? yourself. And you thought you were handing it to maybe, like, a security guy or <laughs> right. something, you know? He reached out to the guy that was, like, yeah, reaching his hand out. The, the look on Marab's face is so funny, dude. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> he's a kid in the candy store. But it's funny, like, as soon as that was happening, I was like, somebody please ask Dana. If he fucking thought this was a dumb idea, I was like, "This is getting crazy yeah. out of hand." I just didn't like it at the I didn't time like it at all. And then seeing Dana was, uh, you know, even the press was like, "Yeah, that was not one of my best ideals or whatever." I mean, like, it's just you run the risk of something popping off, especially the way that Sean walked in, kind of brushed up against Aljo. Yeah, it immediately could have got bad right off the bat, and then then it's it's twofold for me. Number one is the security concern, like, like where stuff happens because, dude, if if they start breaking out into a fight in the cage, like that's just such a terrible look. Yeah. Now at the end of the day. I mean, it's not like the sport. It's not like UFC is going to go away because they have an in cage brawl or whatever, you right. know. But but it still just looks it looks trashy, you know what right. I mean? Like it's not good. Uh, plus, somebody can get hurt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's bad. But the other thing is too is uh, last it, thing you want is a solo Sean O'Malley in the cage fighting against Aljo's team. The whole team, yeah. Like that's it was crazy stupid. It was crazy. It's ridiculous. not good. And then maybe security accidentally hurt somebody because yeah. they're trying to pull people away. It's just not good. So yeah. you're right. I don't like that. And the other thing I don't like about it too is. 
it's just a little bit unfair to the champion, no matter who that champion is. Yeah. Like, champion just put in a full training camp. Champion just yeah. went through a 25-minute war. Like, let the champ breathe for a second. Yeah. Like, I totally get calling it out and being like, hey, man, you're next, buddy. But, like, you don't have to bring him in and, and make him yeah. confront and, and microphone yelling and back and forth. Some people try to say, like, oh, well, he asked for it. I was like, no, that was already scripted that yeah. they were going to bring him in. He was waiting outside the thing. But I thought the same thing when they did that to DJ. They brought a guy, and I was like, come on. DJ was possibly going to be his last fight, and you're bringing somebody in already. I'm like, here, I thought so what too. What do you think about this? I was he's, like, when I talked to him, he said he, he he said he didn't care because he's like, it looked like, but it looked at the time like he was kind of annoyed. He was I like, he, he was like, really annoyed. I don't know if I'm going to compete again or not, but we'll we'll talk to the family and they bring somebody in. And he's like, didn't you just hear me? Yeah. I know in his head, you know, I'm sure he's like, come on, dog, didn't you and just hear a, me? And it was a nice little face off. Yeah, like that when they squared up, I was like, DJ got like serious there, yep. and I was like, this is so weird. He just fought. Like, what is going? On? There's just something. I don't know. In the past, I've liked it. And maybe it's just when it's like something big like this. Like the guy's just won a belt. Yeah. Like he's fighting for the belt. Like don't just bring in the, some other guy like you're just randomly doing. I get it. If Say if it's a title contender bout and the champion happens to be sitting and the champ wants to come in, you bring the champ in front of him. I get that. Like when Bellator sometime, I think right. they, some, they they'll do like, in a, like, like in a Grand Prix bout yeah. when, when it's already determined, like sense, you know exactly. you know what's going on and that's the next logical step. But like if somebody just defended a belt, uh, you know, why Why already try to plan ahead? Because, you know, they even brought up, we talked about on Spinning Back, like you're kind of one locking yourself into a fight. Right. What if something happens and then everybody's like, well, but you just sit in the cage, this, this, this. But it's just out of out of respect. The guy just fought. They yeah. might be slightly concussed, and you're trying to set up a promo inside the cage, and bad shit can just happen. Yeah. Can, and it's just like, and can I have a sip of moment. water, please? First, like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I I just don't like. Th I mean, and it's funny, like I like WWE sure. in some instances and other stuff. But like it just it feels like it just cheapens it at the very end of, of what we just watch people yeah. fight at the highest level and then all of a sudden you want to try to do a stupid little promo. And it's like I get it. I don't I don't fault him. I just don't like it. I don't you either. Know? I understand I'm, why they're doing it. I just I just I personally would rather not see it. I'm glad Dane admitted, like, hey, that probably wasn't his best idea to do that. I'm glad but he admitted that. And it's like they've but said they, that But they before. do it over and over. They, they, they said keep it doing before. it. It's like, well then why do you keep doing it? That's <laughs> true. Why do you keep doing it? You know, it's just uh well, we've never done this before. <laughs> This has been my worst idea since the last time I did this one. You know, it's like, come on, man. Maybe it just depends on the personalities or whether whether it's a good idea or not. But, yeah, well, I, I think they probably realize that Aljo can keep his shit together. And I think they realize that O'Malley, while they got in each other's faces, neither one of them got, like, touchy, pushy, whatever. Like, it, you know, stuff got weird with the coat at yeah. the very end. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. different. But when they initially came in, I think he understood, like, okay – they're both not going to do something that's going to ruin the possibility of a fight and, and make money. Right. But, you know, if you get, like, say it was Nate Diaz finishing the fight and then you bring somebody else in, they, you run the risk that somebody's going to get slapped. You <laughs> know? Like, yeah. just, I think you have the right players to do it, but still at that point it's like, is it really worth it for that awkwardness? I agree. Because then we're going to bring it up in the post-fight and what's Dan going to say? Guys, can we not talk about this right now? We can just talk about the fighters. So can we true. not talk about what's actually happening? I was like, well, you set that up. <laughs> So true. I tell you the other one, the, the other thing that was so telling from Dana the other night was when somebody asked him about Marab and Dana was like he could have that fight tomorrow if he wanted. Yeah. Like you could tell he was like annoyed that they They're won't very fight each other. With him. Yeah. They're very, very frustrated. I get it. I mean I get it. But he said it before. He's like if Marab's happy sitting on the sideline and not po and possibly missing out on the biggest thing that could be for his for his life and his career, he's like, That's his choice, but they're gonna throw 
killers at him. So and all true. it's going to do is work, it's going to run the risk of him losing that spot. Now, granted, fighting Henry, how far do you fall? The guy just the guys that you know was going for the quadruple championship yeah. or whatever, and I mean he's still not Henry far. Like, like if you came up you short, he can, he's not going to fall far. You're like so what, number no, two contender no, yeah. at that point, three or he's worst. still right there at the top, you yeah. know. And it's like, and then luckily with that, there's I think there's that that caveat of that it's still his teammate that has the belt. It'd be one thing to fight Henry, or uh, yeah Henry and lose, and say Alju didn't have that belt. Then it's like, oh shit! Now I got to fall down, and then you got to earn the pecking order because there might already be something that has heat that has that possibility. He knows even if he fights Henry, that top position that it's still his boy, his yeah. still his boy. You know, yep. he, he just wants to stay gravitating sort of underneath that. But still, fighting anybody's a risk. But at least with Henry, that's a big payday for it's him. Good, it's a good matchup. You know, I think that's I think heat, that's the fight to make. You know? I think that's the fight to make. And and that way, Marab can still have a fight in the meantime while they're while they're having this other fight. It's a winnable fight. It's a winnable fight. It's a winnable fight for him. Not not easy, but it's right. winnable. I mean, and they have the they have the blueprint now. I mean, you yeah. just went and I listen. And I and I've said all along on the striking though. I mean, like Marab striking is not Aljo's striking. It's true, there's a big difference there. You know, but I mean, when it comes to cardio, when it comes to pace, when it comes to all this other stuff, but he's going to be playing into Henry's strengths with what Marab does. You know, it's true. so I mean, that's tough. That's tough. I mean. Henry and the, 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 the his skill set negates a lot of what Marab's strengths are against a lot of other ones. Marab likes to give, grab you, just sort of maul you, yep. take you down, and do his thing. Are you going to be able to do that against I Henry? I know. I don't think so. And now you know Aljamain going to need striking, and Henry actually has some pretty. Henry pretty has good really hands. good striking, really good hands. Aljamain and Aljamain had all that range on him, which yep. kind of negated the quality yep. of his of his of striking. But he won't. But Marab won't have that. Right. Now Aljamain admitted he faded a bit in the fifth round. Marab's not going to fade in the fifth fade. round. He's never going to fade. But the wrestling would be fun to watch. The striking, you'd have to give Cejudo the advantage, but I mean the relentless nature. Of I, I love the fight. I think that's yeah. that, that's definitely fighting. But I do want to say one thing. I know Dana's frustrated. I actually respect the hell out of Marab and Aljamain for having that relationship and saying, yeah. "Look, we're I mean, more than just training partners." I, I, I get frustrated too with guys that are like, "Ah, you know, we we train together twice a week, so I don't really want to." But like these dudes are like brothers. You know what I mean? Right. So I I, I, want, I applaud them for sticking to their guns. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, but I think that's the we've fight seen to make. camps tear themselves up before. Yes, we have. You know, you look at Alpha Male and what happened to that whole gym. Like they literally that sort of yeah, key players that used to train together, and then all of a sudden, yep. were just absolute enemies. You know, yep. but I mean, it is kind of neat. It is neat to see that sort of thing. But you know, this is a sport where your time at the top is kind of limited by if your body. I mean, if your body's good and things are good, sure. Yeah, you got years in this thing, but if your body starts going out, don't you want to try to do your thing? But maybe they're happy enough with that. If, if he's if he's smart with his money, maybe he doesn't need those crazy crazy champ pays, you know. And maybe yeah. that, maybe that legacy of being uh you know best best friends is enough. But when you're 80 years old and you guys are looking back on the thing, you know, you guys can be sitting at your barbecue and then he's gonna be like, you know, Aljo, I could have took you. Now just like shut up. We never actually got to have that one, you know. I mean, that's so funny. And at some point, you know, you you would think that maybe just even for sport, but I'm sure they get enough of that even when they just train. They probably know their little things, but there is something cool about the fact that you know they're one, you know, uh, bo- boys before I don't know. Um, bushels of money. What's what, bros before hoes? What is it when <laughs> boys before boys before? <laughs> Uh, what's a, what's a good phrase? Let's come up with a phrase. Bo- boys before toys. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you use your cash to buy toys. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I see what you did there. You did there. And kind of, yeah. Bro, bro, bro before dough. Ooh, that's better. <laughs> I like that. I like that better. Bro, bro before dough. I like that. But that's a tough one. But yeah, it is kind of neat that they're they're trying to do that thing. You know, I, I you know, <laughs> it'd be funny if they had a little weird spat someday, just on some random thing, maybe takes his food one day and he gets real pissed <laughs> off he's like dana let's do this he, he stole my lunch let's oh, do this oh man too funny uh i was uh real quick the last thing i want to say on 288 uh i was a little bit surprised when the rankings came out that Bilal muhammad uh did, i i had him at number two i moved him up to number two in the welterweight division Wait, i didn't even see where he, where uh, he's, he's still three behind kobe covington and yeah kobe covington stayed front you know i look at my well, rank just because they got to be taken in the fact that he's the next in line so somebody's given they must usman is at number one obviously is the former champ still yeah. at number one i actually moved Bilal to number two uh <laughs> i mean you look at you know i always have my little spreadsheet that i use for my rankings but his his wins uh, over in the last three years, Gilbert Burns, Sean Brady, Vicente Luque, Stephen Thompson, Damian Maya, the no contest with Edwards, Diego Lima, the lineman, good. Now, obviously, uh, you know, you go back a long way, and, you know, Maya's gone at this point, Lima, good. But, I mean, you're looking at, you know, Wonder Boy, who's still ranked, Luque, who's still ranked, Brady, who's still ranked, and Burns, who's still ranked, and all, you know, kind of highly in the division. He has wins over all of them, whereas Covington has the win over Mazadal, who's retired. The loss to Usman and the win over Woodley, who's retired. So I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't, you know. Again, I always hate to talk about this particular individual because uh, it feels like it may be tinted with personal feelings, but yes, it's it is. certainly not tinted with personal feelings. I just feel like Bilal should be number two behind Usman it was right now. Performance, and then we hear after the fact he he did it on a sprained ankle. Crazy. I mean, like Gilbert Burns. Granted, I mean there wasn't a lot of you know, I guess crazy lead up time or whatever, but. Nobody does that to, like, Gilbert. No. Like, nobody goes in there and just makes Gilbert not look like right. Gilbert's been looking, you know? And I mean, obviously he was hurt, but so was so, Bilal. Yeah, I mean, so they're both still, hurt. Still, it was – I was so impressed by Bilal in I was. that fight. I was like, dude. It was it – was I picked Burns. I picked Burns. And I did, too. Once it started going, I was like, wow, I really messed up on this I one. I thought Burns was going to win as well. Dude. It was, hard, it was heartbreaking for me, too, because Gilbert's like – one. I mean – you knew somebody was going home heartbroken yeah. after this, right? So this was one of those ones, like, two of the nicest dudes in the sport. Yeah. And I hated – I mean, I liked the matchup, but I hated it. Yeah. And, and it was difficult to watch Gilbert's frustrations. Like, you could just see mentally he was like, oh, I can't – you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm so mad that I'm not 100% right now. Yeah. Um, so it was hard to see. But, yeah, take nothing away from Bilal, man. He's he's earned it. And Dude, uh, he's, he's, he's a killer, man. He's a killer. But, yeah, out of the two, I mean, I think – if I had to pick one that I think would take the loss better on the chin, it would be Gilbert. Mm -hmm. I think Blau would have more, like, sour grapes for some reason or something if he did. But Gilbert, I mean, he's such a good dude, man. If there was, I think if there was somebody that's a good representative of just how to carry yourself in this sport, even when he says shit that just comes off wrong, he's quick to make an apology. I know, right? Apology. Who like, does that? Dude, he's, he's, he's a gem, man. Class he's a good dude, And he's just a hell of a fighter, too. So, yeah, I mean, it was hard to not kind of be gutted for him, but – you know, I'm not sad that Bilal won him because Bilal's a good dude that's been sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting for his shot. And then you put him up against a killer like Burns, and he just – I don't want to say manhandled him, but, man, he just pieced him up, man. It was it was fantastic. It was a great performance. It really was. It was a great performance. All right, you mentioned uh, Nate Diaz earlier. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this press conference thing <laughs> because I, I am uh, – now, I know since the whole – 
clip came out, you know, everybody's figured out, okay, this was probably a work, you know, Jake was probably in on this with this reporter saying that he would kick Nick Diaz's ass oh, yeah, and he was, should fight. Was so and stupid. I just – Then you see his apology and he, then he just kind of doubled down at the very end. Yeah, yeah, Hey, Drake or hey, blah, blah, blah. And listen, I know we're feeding into exactly what this guy wants right now because we're talking about him and, and we're giving attention, but – I just wish this phase of MMA journalism or whatever would, would well, go that's not away. Even journalism. I mean, it's not journalism. Works, exactly for, right. If he works for one of the promoters or whatever, he works if his media outlet is part of Jake or whatever. Yeah. That's not a journalist. I think you said it before. And I think it was you, if I remember, that said before. And I think it's such a good idea. Like, there is a place for these characters and this yeah. content or whatever, but like, go do it like behind the scenes or something. You know what I mean? Like, when you're having your, your public facing press conference, yeah. you're like, have the actual credentialed media in there that are doing their job. And again, I'm not trying to play some high and mighty, let me tell you about quality MMA journalism, right? Like, I'm not. I'm just saying that, like, that kind of stuff seems out of place to me. Like, I get yeah. it. Maybe there's maybe there's a place for it where people do crazy. I mean, that seems to be the thing now, right, is let's do something crazy and let's let's do something shocking or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's another place for that to be done. Yeah. But even that, like, once I heard that he kind of, like, worked for him, I don't even chalk him up as, like, an actual media guy. Right. So it, it didn't feel to me like it was like, oh, man, this media guy just really tried to call his shot, you know, and, and did this thing. It just felt to me like it was part of a state, you know, a stooge just doing his thing because he was like – and nobody does that if he's part of Jake's uh, thing without clearing that. I mean, even the way when he right. first started talking, Jake laughs about it. That's right. The only time he actually even said something at the very end, it didn't even feel sincere when he was like, shut I'll up. Fire I'm going to take, take care of this. You know, quiet – he had Eric or Daniel, whatever. I mean, he 100 percent knew that was coming. Yeah, I mean, had to. So it was just silly because if it was sincere and he was really trying to fire him, he wouldn't. Have, the kid wouldn't have doubled down, right? Again and like try to call out Drake or whatever. You know, it was just that point there where I was like, man, if it was like if it was actually open to the public, the kid would have got fucking smashed. I think as that day went there, you know, later so on in the day. Now, still at this point, if the guy is trying to act like media, I hope media or somebody there still smashes the kid or something. <laughs> You know, because if he's going to go on and really try to be like a fighter and he's calling out whoever and says, if anybody wants to step up, step up, I'm hoping somebody just steps up and just slaps the kid. He looks like a little bitch. <laughs> he's way outside of my fight, my weight class, so I can't do anything. But if he throws a lazy leg kick, yeah. I'm just telling I, you right now. I, so I hopped on, like, immediately Oscar said something like, the kid was a loser. So I was like, yo, fight circus. How about oh! some media on media action? And fight circus is like, I can make this happen. Okay. Oscar didn't reply. I was like, Oscar, let's make this he's shit He's been happen. trying to have a fight with fight yeah. circus, right? He wants to What's do something. What's funny, because I remember uh, – uh, because, all right, so if I had to pick my media, I'll just pick two. Of, well, obviously, just look at my two buddies. If I, There's Oscar I know is willing to jump in. And then, like, Casey. Casey even said something. I was like, Casey would fucking smash this kid. Because Oscar even told me that when him, uh, Casey, sparred, like, Casey was really tight. Like, all Casey does now is train. That's like all he does, I was yeah. like, you don't want to fight that media guy. I was like, but Oscar, who hasn't trained in a while, I'd still love to see Oscar piece this kid up. You know, but there's other media I know that have trained too. I'm like, if the kid wants to really do some shit, like, yo, fight circus, make some shit happen, you know, like, throw him on something else. Like, if the kid just wants to be seen, a fight can happen. Trying to put it on this card, like, come on now. Like, that's a little obscene. Yeah. No, some no name is, and you're certainly not going to fight Drake or somebody else, kid, with that nobody knows exists. Like, but if you want to fight another media, then maybe start building your name up. Maybe something will happen, you know. Maybe that little Robbie st Barstool kid. Right. Enough people know that kid. I oh, bet yeah. he could get on an undercard because people consider him like a little personality or something like right. that. If the kid was at maybe his level, then I could see a call out working where somebody's like, hey, 
Let's make shit happen. That kid actually has a platform. I don't even know what the fuck better media is or whatever that is. <laughs> I the first I'd ever heard of. I know. I was like, which that means the dude. And here's the whole thing: mission accomplished. Now, now they got their name out there. Well, I remember this kid better got media. his name out I don't there. His fucking the media, name. Not, <laughs> Derek true. Daniel, something true. like that. Something with the D. Yeah, he's gonna take the D from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the USC this weekend is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, like I said, we will be watching from home. I like the early start time. We're actually going to get a, a early. I think first fight here is 8.30 a.m. Pacific time, 11.30 Eastern. This, this weekend? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's a, it's a day so card. I actually, ended up getting, uh, I actually ended up getting tickets to go see the Las Vegas Lights this Saturday and go catch a soccer game. It's early enough in the they day. They be putting you on your so, their social media, Oh, too. yeah, it's bro. So funny. They're like, John Morgan's in the house. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> VIP up in there, Chilling bro. In the pool. Come sit in our kiddie pool, and <laughs> yeah, once I found out the game was uh, or the the fights were over early, I'm like, book my kiddie pool, bro. I'm uh, going to watch me some soccer on Saturday night. That's awesome. But before we go there, we'll get to see Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus uh, Jelton Almeida. Shocked to see the odds on this. Um, How bad is it? Jelton is minus four ninety. Okay. I thought you were going to say something bigger than that. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think Jelton is the, is the future. He, yeah. I mean, I think it's the right pick, but uh, just the way I've been hearing people talking, I, w- I wouldn't have been surprised if you said like minus a thousand. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like people just aren't giving Rosenstruck like a shot in this. Like, like they think he just got one. I mean, he's obviously got one punch power, but I think a lot of people aren't giving him credit that he can take. He can take a punch. Yeah. You know, um, but man, it's just, I think it's a tall task in front of him. Um, but I thought that, I thought we were you're, even, it was even higher. Be worse. I wow. Be even higher. Yeah. I mean, listen, I do favor Jelton in this. And I, you know, I openly said in the beginning, you know, when he went to heavyweight, cause he was kind of just taking like short notice fights. And it seemed like he was just taking some heavyweight so he didn't have to cut. Yeah. And I, I assumed he'd go back down to 205. But honestly, man, he looks like he's super comfortable in this division. So I, I, it's, I it's the new breed of heavyweights. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I think the days of like the uh, Parker Porters and the guys that are just cutting to get to 265. Not that they're gone, right? But like the these the the new heavyweights, it's like this. They're, they're Sl- fitter, they're sleek stronger. and athletic. Yeah, and they're like much more of like a like a athletic build, right. Football type, just huge. More dudes. like a, an NFL linebacker, like versus, a linebacker versus a lineman. You know, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly a hundred percent. But linemen get fucking big. <laughs> linemen are like three hundred and some six change. eight three forty. But they're fast too. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just I mean, it's just a new sign of the of the times. I mean, I think Francis is one of those cats that I think if people want to look at a, a specimen of like what a quality heavyweight could look like, mm-hmm. that's it, you know. And then you start looking at some of these other cats, man, and it's just. It's just night and day, man. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a specimen. But it's not like Rosenstruck, some just like slob off the other side. I mean, no. he's a pretty fit, and he big can, dude on his own. Dude, he, and he he could land a big shot, but yeah. he's gonna have to stay on his feet to do it. So yeah, um, we'll see how that plays out. That's your main event: Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker in the co-main event. This one's intriguing to me, uh, and the odds have it as a pick'em as well. And I'll be honest with you, I have a hard time yeah. getting a read on I'm either one of that. these guys. Some, man, it's it just. Sometimes I feel like each of them just kind of has some inconsistent performances. Sometimes, you know what I mean. And um, I'm just looking at the odds on that last one, FanDuel has Almeida as a minus five ninety. Wow. BetMGM minus five hundred. But yeah, Smith Walker is pretty much a pick'em. But I mean, that's that's a, that's quality quality fight right there. Where are you where are you leaning initially? I mean, 
Johnny Walker's looked good lately. Yeah. Anthony Smith has the ability, but he's he's coming off that last result. I think I might lean Johnny Walker a little bit. I wanted to lean Johnny Walker, and I'll tell you why I lean Smith. Because the last time I picked against Smith in the post fight, where I, Grant, I'm not there. I guess I didn't matter. <laughs> he called he you out for it. The room and he's like, "Where's MMA Junkie at?" And he's like, "None of y'all <laughs> picked me." I think a lot of people might be picking Walker, so I was like, "I don't want him to have that moment." <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Jump on the sword for this one, but initially in my head, I think Walker's going to do it. Um, I think he's just he's got more weapons. But I mean, if if Anthony gets him on the ground, I think he's going to fucking tap out Johnny. But Anthony just he's struggled recently, and uh, as much as I like him, but I'm going to die on my uh, sword for that one, and I'm not going to ma- I'm going to make sure I, I, you know that what Junkie has a Anthony Smith pick. I can respect one. that, I, I, dude. I'm a big I, I'm a big Anthony Smith fan. You know, I, I obviously told I've told the story remind many times. Me to, remind me to tell you a story in Brazil, about Brazil. Uh, I've told I told the story many times of of you know how we met in the airport years and years ago, and, and just the, the kind of dude. And he's always been quality and class to me. So yep. I will be pulling in my heart for Anthony Smith, and I do every time he goes in there because I, I I love me some Anthony Smith. When we were down in Brazil, Anthony Smith was there, and it was like the last day when you know it's that last day when everybody's just kind of chilling on the beach, just yeah, yeah. waiting to get to the because the, the flights leave at night because they leave at night. So you got the day. So we were sitting over there, and we had made different rounds to different cabanas, cabanas, and finally went to this last one. And Anthony and um, a couple other people from his team had this table, and I was with Oscar, so they had some open seats, and we're like, "Oh, join us!" So we sat there, and we end up just having drinks, just shooting the shit. And there's many of the, you know, street salesmen, kids, all the yeah. stuff that were come by peddling the wares. And the, for this particular trip, Mentos was like the thing that all the kids and everybody's like peddling these Mentos. I'm like, who the fuck eats Mentos anymore? But still, <laughs> it was like, okay, they're doing Mentos. This cute little kid comes up and he's like, obviously he's not speaking English. Nobody at the table was uh, speaking uh, Portuguese. But he was trying to ask if anybody wanted to buy a uh, thing of Mentos. Anthony pulls out a 50 and says, I'll take the whole box. Wow. Not 50 Brazilian dollars, which would have been way more than what it would have to buy the box. 50 U.S. 50 U.S. dollars. And the kid, I think, took him to understand at first because he was like, I'll take the whole thing. And he shows the 50. And I could tell the kid because he's guaranteed he's never seen a 50 in his life. A U.S. 50, right. He's like, I I don't know really what this is. Is this like – Yeah, somebody trying to hustle me. Is this this, not? Somebody trying to hustle him because he's super, super small. But then I think he started parenting his head, and we were kind of, you know, not that we helped, but we were kind of reiterating to the kid, like, this is good. You want this. Give right. him the thing. Take this. Um, and then I, th- then you could see it register in the kid's mind. And I'm thinking, my one, I was like, Anthony's literally going to, like, make this kid's, like, week, month, yeah. whatever, just the sale. As the kid takes the money and he sort of walks off, and then you just see him skipping, and he starts hopping, and he's hurriedly, you know, trying to get back to his whoever his hand there was to yeah, get yeah. the money or whatever. And I was literally like, Anthony, you just fucking made that kid's That's like awesome, month dude. or whatever. Like it was huge, but it was like he had the money and it didn't bother him, but he knew what a difference it was going to make, and he was buying fucking Mentos. So and he was yeah, like, like, he's like, all right, who wants some, some Mentos? <laughs> who wants some Mentos? But I thought that was so That's cool, super and that cool. was just about his. That just it was just another. Uh, it's a classy dude, showing man. his character, you know, in a place where here I thought I was doing something nice when I bought some glasses, but I actually needed sunglasses. I was like, here, I'll buy some overpriced sunglasses, you know. Here he is spending 50 U.S. dollars on a – like a – there was probably maybe like 20 Mentos packages right. in there. And I was like, dude. That's awesome. But man. it was really cool. It was really, really cool. And I, I – 
completely forgot about that until we started talking about Anthony Smith. I was like, dude, I know I have a story recently that I almost forgot about, but yeah, it was awesome, man. So yeah, um, another reason why I'll pull for him. Absolutely. For this week, so we'll be cheering for him. Yeah. Just to let you know. D-Rod yeah. versus Ian Machado-Gary. Uh, I was a little surprised at the odds on this one, too. Ian Machado-Gary, I'm seeing minus 280. People are so high on this kid, and I get it. Um, he's good. He's good. He's really good. He's good. He's been testing in some things, and he's pulled things out. This, this is a big moment, you know, though. To me, like, this, is a huge, this, this is I a feel huge like a challenge. test. Like I, I understand it's why everybody's high on, on Ian and believes he's the future, but yeah. you got to get to those. Like, and, and, I, I, and I always say that. It seems like in every career – you know, we see that arc where you're, you're, you've got this upward trajectory and then inevitably, you know, unless you're Habib Nurmagomedov, you hit a level and you run into a, a hurdle or a stumbling block that, that kind of, you know, tells you where the level is and goes, okay, now I see what I'm going to have to really do to get to the next level. And Ian, to his credit, has always said, hey, don't, you know, you don't have to skyrocket me to the top. Like, I'm a young kid. I got time on my side. Like, I'll take baby steps as I get better and better. You know, I believe I'll be the best in the world, but you don't have to rush me to the top. And obviously, you know, D-Rod is, is number 15, so it's not like they're giving him number one or number two. But, I mean, Daniel Rodriguez is a, a proven competitor, and I I think this is a highly intriguing fight. And uh, I was just a little bit surprised by the odds, man. And I don't know if that's just – you know, people buying into the hype, or, 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 or that's a true assessment of where people think he stands at this point. Because I think he can, but I still want to, I still want to see it first. So I was a little surprised by this one. Yeah, I mean, D Rod has massive power. Um, right. I think if there's a th- anything that he kind of, you know, uh, has had a problem in the past, I think the gas tank, just his fight style, starts to wear out a little bit if a guy's really pushing him. Mm-hmm. But his power at least makes it is always there throughout the whole fight. I mean, his toughness. Um, it should be interesting because I think, um, for me, this is definitely one of those ones where I've always kind of questioned, you know, because there's so much hype coming in with this with this kid that I was just like, man, are we going to start seeing wrinkles? Are we going to start seeing wrinkles? And they were, he had been challenged a little bit, um, but he's always sort of pulled through. If he gets through this one and he – even if he just gets through this one, that definitely will say something. But if he gets through it and he does it something in spectacular fashion um, – I'll definitely start giving the kid his credit. Yeah. You know, I mean, because no, this is this, this is, is this could is be the legit statement. A real, real dangerous test. I mean, D. Rod is he? Well, I've always felt like people aren't giving him enough credit for right. you know just his skill set and just how overall tough. This is a guy that nobody nobody's asking for D. Rod. You know, so um, I don't. Who knows if Ian actually asked for this or they're just like here. You know, on your You're way ready. up, it's you your have time. to fight this kid. You know, you have to fight this guy. Um, but yeah, if he get, if he makes um, short work or if he gets through D Rod, man, um, people gotta people definitely uh, will have to really pay attention. But yeah, I'm, uh, not to say I'm surprised by the odds, you know, knowing that you know when there's public favor in a, in a cat, um, money tends to go heavy in that Absolutely. particular way. Just, there's there's just still like public that. sentiment in yeah. lines, no question about it. <laughs> so I, much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think this guy's had it. So uh, I'm intrigued by that one. Carlos Olberg versus Ihor Poteria. Uh, Olberg a massive favorite in that one as well. Yeah. Tim Means versus Alex Morono. That's gonna be a fun scrap, bro. I, I love these back to back fights. Yeah. And it's 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 a main card fight and a prelim card fight, so they're separated. <laughs> but if you look at the fact in back to back fights, you're gonna get Tim Means versus Alex Morono and Matt Brown versus Court McGee. I mean, come on, man. That's that's got that's, McGee is the favorite. That's just wow wow, I'm a little bit surprised with that I'm too. I'm a little surprised. Right now I'm just look Bet MGM has um Court minus two twenty five, Matt plus one eighty five. Wow, I'm I'm uh I'm kind of surprised by that. 
I'm looking forward that to that. That didn't look though. so great in that last one. And I love that cat, man. Uh, it was just something weird, man. I'd watch him train and everything he was just everything looked good and they, I felt like he didn't pull the trigger as much as he can. And uh this will be interesting. It happens. It happens. Four old school names there, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to those. Uh <laughs> that Morono Tim Means, man. I was thinking about that one. I was like, that's gonna be a banger, scrap. man. That's so tough because I, I my initially I think I picked Morono in my staff picks, but man, Oh, dirty bird! How do you man. count? He How just, do you pick against Tim Means? You can't, man. He's just he pu- he pulled every time. I think when I picked against him, he's pulled it out, and I'm always like, "Why do you pick against him?" Mm-hmm. And I picked against him, so I probably guaranteed his victory. But Morono is—he's a stud, man. Uh, he really, really is. Is he? Where's he at, Morono? He's not down there with a. Uh, he's got his own school in Houston, but then he goes, okay. he goes, and then he goes, he goes up, up to, to Florida. Right? Yeah, yeah, he That's goes. Up. I thought, I thought at times he went up there. And I was he's, like, wait a second. He's got his own gym in Houston that he okay. runs, and uh, and he's it's cool because he like coaches like he goes like the kids jujitsu tournaments and yeah. stuff like that. That's so he's awesome. got yeah, so he does all that. But then when he get, does camp, like he'll go up go to up Dallas. Okay, that's what I thought. I was, like, man, I, I was like, I feel like he was with Safe. Yep. So it's, that's another one. It's tough to ever go on record against Safe because. As soon as he sees you, he lets you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, just like, I don't want to do that. So true. Uh, Carl that. Williams versus Chase Sherman. Cody Stamen versus Douglas Silida and Drives. So is that uh, fight going to happen? Chase Sherman, Carl Williams? Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Knock on wood, bro. Knock <laughs> on wood. Don't Chase. do that to him. Uh, Natan Levy and Pete Rodriguez, the rescheduled fight. Uh, G. Young Kim versus Mandy Baum could actually be a really fun women's fight. Yeah. Uh, Brian Battle is back versus Gabe Green. And Jesse Jess is back. Jessica Rose Clark, after uh, her knee reconstruction, uh, is back and, and ready to fight as well. So I think it, sh- it could be a fun card. And I like the early start time. Yeah. I think, you know, it is a good, as you it said, it's a card now that you're really kind of looking at it. But that's what it feels. It's just, yeah. that it's just so hard. And it's, I almost feel bad for the UFC because, you know, you stack up these pay-per-views, and then the next week it just feels like a little yeah. bit of a letdown, and it does. But if you look into it, I think there's some fun fights, and I love the fact that it's on kind of basically during the day. Uh, and so, you know, I think if you're, you know, you still get your Saturday night to spend with the family or to go do whatever. So, um, I think that's a good thing. So, I think it could be fun. Who was was this a switch up on the main event? Did the main event switch on this one? At some point. Good question. I'm just wondering, like bet fight odds, and I'm like trying to look. It has it as USC Fight Night Smith versus Walker, and I'm like, uh, maybe just because that was the first fight that was announced for it, and so people assume that was going to uh, be the main okay. event for maybe it. So I believe. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I get it. You know, this is definitely one of those ones where it feels like they're giving a lot of credence to heavyweights on this one, but it's kind of. I'm a little surprised that uh, Smith Walker isn't uh, the top bill over those guys. Maybe that just goes to show you that the UFC believes Jilton Almeida is about ready to be a breakout contender. That could you be, know, that's, so they want to feature they him. They want to feature him. Give, give him that shine. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Uh, unless Jerzinho can play spoiler. Uh, important to note, not the only MMA of the weekend, uh, a Friday afternoon card as well with uh, with Bellator. They are coming from uh, Paris, Petty. France. So because of that, it prime time there, afternoon uh, for us here in the States, Gegard Mousasi versus Fabian Ooh, Edwards. another all-day MMA day. I love it. I love it. Uh, Mansar Barnoui and Brent Primus in the Grand uh, Prix quarterfinal matchup there. Douglas Lima, Costello Van Stinas. And Thibaut Guti versus Kane Musa. So uh, a good main card there. Uh, kind of a crossroads for Gegard. I saw yeah. um, Gegard talked with, uh, uh, did an interview with Abel Foyez, who was uh, Abs Talks, who's doing some uh, work for us at the UG. And, and he said, look, man, he, he sees himself uh, winning this fight, winning the title in, in a rematch, and then calling it a career, man. So it's a crazy thing. Gegard, who. 
I think doesn't necessarily get the respect that he deserves just because he didn't fight in the UFC for the majority of his career. You know, a lot of yeah. his best days were outside of the UFC. Um, and I think probably doesn't get the respect he deserves against Fabian Edwards, who, uh, you know, going to be forever linked to his brother, of course, Leon yeah, I mean, Edwards. You close your eyes when he talks. I mean, like, you literally can hear his brother. So his funny, voice. man. <laughs> and it, I always hate, like, grouping, you know, whether it be a couple, like, you know, uh, you know, when it was Paige and Austin and you're linking their yeah. careers, or whether it be brothers or whether it be whatever. Because everybody kind of has their own journey. Everybody has their yeah. own path. But – Man, if somehow Fabian could win the title, and that's a tall order, I know he's got some work to do. But um, I mean, how That'd cool would that cool. to be two brothers in major organizations as That'd titles? Be, like, that would I be mean, very, very cool. That would be. That's awesome. a tough one. I mean, I, I give. I, I think I, I picked Musasi in this one, but even if he gets that that rematch with Eblen, that's a that's, that's a tall tough. order, too, man. That's, that's tough, tough, dude. Eblen's, Eblen's a monster, dude. Yeah, that's a tall order, but um, it's funny. Uh, you listen to him at the press conference. You know, you feel like the guy's done so many. You look at his record, 49-8-2. I was like, he doesn't even want to be up there. I was like, you're in Paris. And he's just like, yeah, you know. He hates it. Just, you know, I'm just here. You know. You know. <laughs> just going to take this and go somewhere over the rainbow after this. And, uh, it's a good gay guy. It's a good gay guy. Like but, that. yeah, I mean, but, yeah, Fabian, that's so funny. I was listening. But it's funny when you, we start talking about – Brothers, and then, and then and I made the remark about how brothers and how he sounded like his brother. It made me think of the Njokiwani brothers, and uh, those brothers do not sound alike. No, at all, at all, <laughs> not in the least. <laughs> Cheaty man. He's a voiceover actor. Yes, his voice is so like gravelly, but it's like smooth. But yeah, you couldn't have two different sounding brothers than those two. That's too funny. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you if BKFC forty one. Uh, Turned you on to BKFC. They are doing an event on Friday night as well. BKFC 42 from South Carolina. Uh, it's back to where if you just have a subscription to the app, it's in there. So it's not a pay-per-view this time. So it doesn't have the big M MMA names on it this time around um, that you might, you know, that they were on BKFC 41 that didn't make it uh, incredibly intriguing. So, um, you know, don't have that to tune in. Tune in for uh, Cole Farrell, if you will. I, I met this kid. I actually did an interview with him. If you want to check out the MMA Underground uh, YouTube page. Uh, first time meeting him uh, yesterday, I believe, we did the interview. And he's, uh, I, I don't know, super nice kid, man. I really enjoyed talking to him. He's 11-1 and one as a mixed martial artist. Ooh. But he's but he's given his, uh, he's taking a shot at BKFC and then hopes to be busy this uh, this the rest of this year, get three more wins and get to 14-1 and one and hopefully get a call up to the UFC. So that's his plan. But, I uh, just want to give a shout out to him because he was uh, he was fun to talk to. So you do have BKFC. Last one to give a shout out to uh, the PFL. First of all, started out with a rough week with all the, the testing failures, which is an interesting story in itself um, because you had a, a handful of former UFC fighters that tested positive who have been tested under USADA and then get tested by Nevada and they and they fail. Um, so I'm kind of interested to hear, you know, what the level of testing is in Nevada and kind of what happened. I need to talk to the commission and see, um, you know, is this a situation where guys get out of the USC and they think, well, you know, I've had this lingering injury. I've been wanting to take this stuff for forever, but I knew I couldn't get away from it with USADA. But now that I now that I know USADA's not testing me, I bet I can get away with it. I, I don't know. We're going to find out a lot. So start out with bad news for them. Um, and that is wild. It's just going to shake up the tournament. They still got to announce some new matchups, and they've got to announce what they're going to do to adjust the standings and all that. So we got some news coming. Um, but then they countered the bad stuff with the signing of Cedric Dumbay, uh, who I would just give this a shout out. If you are not familiar with Cedric Dumbay's body of work, 
uh, I think there's some of it on Fight Pass, but if not, just go Google Cedric Dumbay and highlight reel, and uh, this dude is fun, man. And he's been training, you know, he's been cross-training and some grappling and getting ready, but there is no question about it. He's one of the absolute best strikers on the planet, and uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Pivel. You remember, uh, he signed with the UFC to fight in Paris, and then the, the, the commission there wouldn't approve his matchup, and so they ended up, I guess, terminating the contract, or the contract was built around that fight happening and didn't happen and so now he's he signed with the pfl and uh this dude is a lot of fun to watch so i just want to give him a shout out and i want to make sure because uh, I, I want to get your thoughts when we were talking about initially going back to the nate diaz um jake paul presser do you see at the very end when they did the scrums so they brought up the fact about weed and and, and, nate, and nate was like, like what? yeah you know yeah we'll smoke weed or whatever it'll be fine and they're like oh well, we're gonna get like we're gonna have a meeting we're gonna have an exemption or, or some sort of shit when his manager was talking about whatever and then the who was it the commission came out today or said something they're like no it's everybody's gonna be held to the same standard you know so there it just makes you wonder like did you not know what was going to happen? It it is know? a weird decision because of all the places you could have done it. You go to the one that has the most draconian That's gonna be super, weed super laws. Strict. And it's just like even the whole thing when it was so funny, but it was so Diaz. I loved he's like this this press is stupid. Where are the people at? You know, where's everybody at? <laughs> and Jake was like, "Your like, company put it on. <laughs> you're, you're part of this. You're part of the promotion. Like you could have made it happen." He's like, "Your people. So you're saying your people fucked up?" Or it something? did have a weird atmosphere. Oh yeah, I mean, it like, was weird not having people there. It would have made it just so much better, but obviously, um, Jake understood. You know what would have happened? Like when it was like people there. Like they're trying to tell. You got Diaz Air, Army you got was going to roll deep. You got and Ariel apologizing for, you know, Diaz's comments because there might be kids watching. And then you got, like, if Diaz Army was there, you know, like, how crazy would have been anything that was said out of, you know, Paul's mouth at that point would have just been booed or, or whatever. But that would have been some been, atmosphere. Yeah. It, it felt been, so empty, man. It's, uh, yeah, it was And it was crazy. a big – and, like, why even go into the arena floor – yeah. If you know what I mean, like you're not going to see anything in the background. Yeah, it, it, I think that makes it even feel more like airy and empty because you've got yeah. a massive arena. You know, what, what I mean? if better media would have still stuck to his gun and asked that dumbass question if he was surrounded by like all those people? Good point. It would have been a lot of fun because then it was funny because like when Jake or, he, he when, got hit with a drink or something. Did he? No, I'm saying if there were people oh, around, like easily. People would have thrown stuff You know, because when he was like, oh, you know, when uh, when uh, Nate, like, asked him his name and said whatever, he's like, hey, it's a better media, you know, and then said his name. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared or whatever. And I was like, you might be just saying that now, but I was like, but if they had the full crew there, if they had the full people there, like. Someone would have smacked them on the Somebody probably would have did something, like trying to leave or something or jump the fence or whatever. I was like, they don't have security. It's protecting the media. <laughs> They're going to do some dumb shit like that. Interesting, but I just oh, thought man. it was funny about the weed comment. And I was like, I was it's like, wild. So basically, it's like it's going to be a no contest. I mean, <laughs> I'm, let's be real. I mean, like I'm sure Nate. Nate is like he said, he's been boxing since he was like 15 years old. I mean, like I'm sure when he goes and he works out and he's doing some boxing, but is he going to stop doing his life leading up to this? Hell no. no. He's going he's to be smoking straight up to like the day of. You know, like it's going to be ridiculous. So it's like, bro, if. But I mean, honestly, I mean, as long as the fight's able to go on, if they rule it or whatever, like at the who end, cares? Who cares? <laughs> Such the a fight right? still happen. Like I, like that's the whole thing with the Diaz brothers. Like I don't care what their record is. Like I don't care. Like that's it. I mean, he's he's doing money and whatever. And like you know, when somebody's asked, like you know, if you lose, is this going to be it or are you going to be done? He's like, 
Nah, I'm gonna be around. He's like, I'm gonna go win the title in the UFC, bro. He's like, I'm going back to fight the champ. He's like, I'm still gonna smoke my weed. We're gonna fight. I'm gonna make my money, and if you call it a no contest or you do whatever, you after I don't care. I don't care. You gonna what? You gonna find me? I'm never coming back to the state. You're never gonna get shit. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck getting your money because it ain't happening. You can come to Stockton to try to collect. How about that? They're <laughs> like. Sir, we're going to make sure you're never credentialed to fight here again. He's like, I ain't even going to fight in your state. <laughs> so true, man. Oh, it's silly. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll be there for that. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm planning. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm still trying to work out my schedule, but uh, yeah, I'll go. Because obviously, it's in Dallas. If it was somewhere else, I probably oh, wouldn't true. go. But it being in Dallas, like I can go you know, see my family and stuff. Bond puts this picture the other day, and I give him credit, whatever. He's like, oh, I'm in Dallas. You know I got to stop by this place. And it was, it was a picture of Fortis MMA. In my head, I was like, Pecan Lodge. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Say, but if I'm going to Dallas, I'm oh, going to Pecan dog. I'm getting me some barbecue. How uh, do you go to Dallas and not get some damn quality barbecue? I bet he didn't even. He's Canadian. He probably got like some <laughs> smoothie or something. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Pecan Lodge, yo. If you get, I know we've talked about them before. Dallas got – I mean, you could talk about different barbecue places for days, but Pecan Lodge, man, is legit. On point. On point. Legit. No, I'm – no, now you're craving barbecue. Now Don't ruin it. Don't ruin your 4 a.m. workout, dog. My man is working out at 4 a.m. in the morning, bro. It's trying. I'm. I just trying. I just joined a new gym here in town, and it is always busy. Always busy. So I went at like 6 a.m. Uh, two days ago, and I was like, "Why are there so many people here? Like, you're all crazy." So in my head, I'm thinking like, "Well, I show up at press conferences like an hour before the start time. I'm like, I'll just go even earlier." So I got there today at four o'clock. And there was still a decent amount of people. I was like, oh, well, I'm still getting my workout in. So, yeah, later on tonight, in a few hours, I'm probably going to hit the wall and I'll be, like, going to bed. But I'm going to be back there workout. tomorrow, baby. I'm going back there again tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to work on the abs, and I think we're going to work back a little bit. I respect it, bro. Yeah, you know, I got I have nothing else going on in my life. Miles, well just go to the gym. <laughs> just go to the 4 a.m. workouts. That's when you get old when 4 a.m. is the start of your day and not the end of it. I know. <laughs> it's 4 a.m. used my to be the had, end of the my day. My mom has that problem. She's well, obviously older than me, but she like doesn't sleep well. She just she's always been like a crack of the dawn sort of person, always early. And I'm like, is this me now? Am I now becoming that? When I'm just wake up, it's like, you know, as you get older in life, you know, you just want to. Sp- Spend, why spend the hour sleeping? You know, enjoy the day. So just get up. But I did feel good. Like after I got done with that, I came back here. It was like six o'clock. I'm making coffee. And I was like, shoot, I don't even start work for like three hours. That. I was like, now what do I do? I don't even know you anymore. And, <laughs> <laughs> I respect I just it though. Day drinking. I was- <laughs> so what are you gonna do? All right, that, that, before we sign on, what are you gonna do then for for Saturday since the morning? You're going to have a cafe? You're going to have some coffee, you know, leading into the Paris in the evening? Or are you just going to start well, Paris. Drinking? So Paris is uh, Friday morning. So I'll, oh, so that's okay. Friday. Yeah, yeah. So that's Friday morning. So we get, da- uh, we get day events okay. both days. So, yeah. So I'll be up at 830 in the morning. I mean, 830 is not too early. If you're not getting up so by 830. Start day drinking? No. Oh, okay. I got to work. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, that's what kind I was of. Asking. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, you writing a bunch of stories? No. Yeah. Okay. So, so John will be day drinking. No, I won't. I won't. I gotta. I gotta have my mind clear for the and a half episode, and then I gotta go to the to the Las Vegas Lights game at night. So if I start drinking at eight in the morning, (laughs) like I'm gonna be an absolute (laughs) mess. Be in the pool. I'll be in the kiddie pool, dude. Like just passed out in the kiddie pool. How great would that be, dude? I'm just laying down, just passed out in the kiddie pool. What? There's a soccer game going on, and I can see their. Twitter account say, look who's here and playing in the kiddie pool. Passed out in it. You should get the, what are those, uh, wing, wings? the water wings? Water wings. <laughs> little water wings, get little rubber duckies on there or something. 
except have like beer koozies or something. <laughs> That would be awesome, dude. The little little beer koozies yeah. on the side with the straws, you know, like kind of like the hat, except it's like the, the water uh, wings. No, I will have a coffee, like okay. a responsible human okay. being, okay. and watch UFC on ABC four as well as Bellator two ninety six the day before. So tune into both of those. Okay. We will have the and a half episode for all you supporters over patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. And uh, everybody will have their weekend night. You can be a hardcore MMA fan this weekend and still go out on your weekend nights. That's a win for everybody. Unless you start day drinking. Unless you start day drinking. But don't do that. And thanks for listening.